in three, two, one. It's Kane and Jake. <laughs> where, where you going with that one? I was, I was excited there. It's Kane and Jake, and we're ready to go. Welcome to the Ins and Outs show. Bars. Let's go. Yeah, you like that. I like that Try one. Again. It's Kane and Jake, and we're ready to go. We've had a coffee. You can't mess with us, yo. Welcome to the Ins and Outs show, where we motivate you to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say to not be a hoe, but it's not very... <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> go on, everyone. Happy 1st of February 2022. You were going to say 21 there, weren't yep. you? I was. I could hear it. It's, <laughs> it's, coming. it's Tuesday. It's 10-ish a.m. 10.15 a.m. I was early today. Say what? I got to the building before you. The door was you locked. Did? Come at me, player. Because my dog didn't want to go on a walk this morning. Oh, really? So <laughs> saved myself 25 minutes. Ooh. She went toilet and went back home. I was like, all righty. She really um, is the boss, isn't she? Yeah, sh- sh- I'm her bitch. <laughs> she's, she's a bitch, I'm her bitch. Yep. Um, yeah. How's your week? Yeah, good. It was good, weird good. not seeing you Sunday. Yeah, I just felt like I needed a day off. Did you need like some self-love time? I did. And you know what? I woke oh. up Monday morning and I was like, I'm fucking ready now. Did you feel like you just needed I, a little... I just needed that bit of R&R. Ordered some food. It was a slob. Rest and recovery. Okay. Um, and then Monday I woke up super motivated. So I, I, I went with my gut. And I was right. Yeah, I missed you. But I missed, I missed I'm, coming. I'm glad you felt better. I felt like a lazy bum though. Yeah. I was like, you let yourself you're, down, Jake. You let well, yourself down. you know how they say if you're not progressing, you're moving backwards. Mm-hmm. You're now getting worse at dance by the second. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, champ. So I just being honest. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, yo, this week, well, not this week, but since the podcast, it's been for me a freaking roller coaster. Yeah. First of all, my Instagram got hacked. That was fun. <laughs> Dude, you you voice know me like six thirty in the morning, like Jake. <laughs> I was so annoyed. So guys, if any of you get a message from anyone, even if it's your friend saying, "Yo, send me this link or open this link," don't do it. Yeah, I'm surprised you did that. Head set. Well, a I know it's not a very mean thing to do, but it was like six a.m. My alarm had just gone off. So then, sleepy dumb. Yeah, and then I did that thing, which I don't normally do. I turned off the alarm, and then I looked straight on my Instagram. And right. I had a message off my friend. And I was like, and he's from the States. I haven't spoke to him in ages. And he's like, bro, need your help. Like, da-da-da, send me this link. And he spoke how he spoke. Right. So I was just like, yeah, bro, no worries. Like, I got you. Like, you do it for me. Mm. He sent me this link. I opened it, sent it back to him. I was actually like a conversation going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. So I sent it back to him. Boom. You vlogged out of Instagram. I was like, you who, what, how? And then I couldn't get back in. And then I tried saving it. It took me all morning. Nothing. I was even in the shower with my phone out. <laughs> I trying to not be late for work. So I had to teach with my arm outside the shower trying to figure it out. And then I got halfway through the day of teaching and it set my tone for the day. Like, yeah. I was in a bad mood from the jump. And I told some of the students... Um, that I was teaching and bless them. They were so like, oh, like you can get it back. Like, did it like so supportive. Like, <laughs> you can do they, this. They, it was genuinely like, they were so gutted for me. It was as if like my dog had died or something. Like they were so like loving. Well, that's what it is now, isn't it? Bro, we'll get, we'll get into that. So then I fucking, I, I did this verification face thing. We have to like go through all this stuff and take selfies. And then they verify you three times. They said it wasn't me. I was like, it's still me. Right. I was like, I know I've got fake teeth, so I might look different than my <laughs> but it's still me. 
Anyway, next try. They verified me halfway through the lesson. I was like, yes, I got verified. They've accepted me. All the students started cheering. Like, I don't know if you remember Lau from the program. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, yeah, let's go. So we'd be midway through the lesson and he'd be like, let's go, Kane, you got your Instagram back. I'd be like, come on. Like, it was sick. I was so happy. It really turned my day around. Mm. Such a small thing, but I felt like a victory. Class finished, got in my car to drive to the different studio. I'd logged out my Instagram again. Right. They'd done it again, bro. They got me again. So I was fuming, livid. It's war now. By this time, the entire college are talking about it. I've got <laughs> people coming up to me through the window going, how have you posted on Instagram? You're in class. And it's like a photo of me. Yeah. Like, it's like a screenshot the, of you, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, a screenshot of me as my background, first of all. Would you ever have yourself as your background? What a wanker. I mean, you're, you're pretty egotistical, but... I've got a big head, but I don't need <laughs> myself. Especially that one. Like... Like, I just had a suit on. I look like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you did as well. I look like Ellen walking forwards in my grey suit. Like, <laughs> And then they're like, all this fucking Bitcoin and Forex shit. And if anyone really knows me, they know that is you so know nothing far about from it. me. Yeah. And actually, some people were like, yo, Kane, you're in on it now, right? <laughs> Let's like, go, Chief. <laughs> like, they were so surprised, like, trying to full-on invest and have conversations with this person. So then... I just kind of like had to let it go. I was like, I need to just get over the fact that I'm not going to win this fight right in this moment. No. So then I did the face verification thing in the night, woke up in the morning, got my gram back. So went on there. Why they got me the second time is I didn't change the details of my phone number and my email address back to mine. Right. So it still is there. So they still had the ability to Tell send me, me a code to change the account. So I changed it all. And then I was like, let me scan through these settings to make sure there's no other mm. way they can get this. Dude, you know you can link your Instagram with a Facebook? Yeah. They'd linked my Instagram with eight different Facebook accounts. Right. So they would still have a way to access right, or yeah. have some power. So you had to go through and delete like, all of them. Disconnect all of them. So I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Yeah. So Dude, that's, uh, that's rough. But you know what? They, they're good, though. They're, yeah, they got me so good. And I like the way they... I've seen they... Lo loads of people have been hacked as well lately. I've seen so many people having right. the same stuff posted. But it's also like they disconnected your ins and outs podcasts. Dude, um, they blocked it. They blocked the email. So, out. which means you can notify them. and Yeah. And that's why they didn't. I thought, you know, I thought they deleted all the posts. Mm -mm. They didn't delete all the posts. We we were uh, collaborators. So, because they blocked the blocked. ins and outs, it removed everything that's related right. to the ins and outs off my Instagram account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuming. Clever. But what it really made me realize is, first of all, how upset I was. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's a problem that I'm that attached. Emotionally invested in it. I'm that emotionally invested to my Instagram page. Yep. Which, you know, I've put in a lot of work to, like, get 17,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's not a lot to some people, but it's taken me a long time. Um, and all my memories are on there. Mm. I was so afraid that I would never be able to access my memories or they would delete or everything on there. Like, I've so much, like, stuff from when I was in it's LA. Like and like, stuff, in it? Yes. But, you know, I'm sure they're all on my phone somewhere, but... Maybe some aren't, mm. you know, I've got so many um, different things on there that I might not be able to access anymore. And like, even like connecting with people, I was like, say I want to speak to like Mike Gadelka or Brian Freeman, like they know that I'm Mr. Bull Change, mm -hmm. you know, like <laughs> if I- Mr. Bull Change one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, like if Marty does a live and I go on and he sees Mr. Bull Change, he goes, what up Kane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like- It's a way of connectivity. Like, so it? if I have to make a new account, it sounds silly, but like, I felt like 
that's part of like Mr. Bull Change is part of my identity. Mm-hmm. As as wanky as that sounds, <laughs> it's like my superhero name. It's like <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Batman, like <laughs> Peter Parker and Spidey, Kane and Mr. Bull Change. Yeah, Mr. Bull Change. I'm gonna have a Mr. Bull Change outfit, yep. suit, and a mask. We'll um, get embroidered on. Not a COVID mask, face mask. Um, but yeah, we just lost loads of views because I said COVID. Yeah, we're blocked. We're blocked. Um, but yeah, Cancelled. man, it was really. It's a big worry to me about how much it affected me. Mm. And then I think, is you know, that's it's probably not just me that feels that way. No, massive. And, but I think there is something to say, your Instagram is your business. Mm. Which is where the issue is like, I don't think or feel you'd be as emotionally connected to your account if your a lot of your monetary stability comes from it. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Like, if it was just photos of me and Hallie, Georgia, <laughs> you got loads of those. I've got loads yeah. of them, and they'd probably also be on my phone. But mm. it's like all my work connections, and like I guess so much teaching through it, and things like that. Like, but that does again, that is an issue. That's so an issue. So, and that's can what you I'm start saying. to like, figure a way around that? What happens if Instagram dies tomorrow? Which just is possible. Like, just like MySpace did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we need us put in Bebo. Bebo, MySpace. <laughs> Do you remember Pixo? I don't remember Pixo. Uh, I think Pix- Bebo is the Pix- Pixo was before Bebo. Right. Um. Basically, it was just like you you created your own website right. page, but you're all on like, you design what it looks like. Kind of like, yeah, like Bebo, yeah. but like proofing. Do but, you remember um, on Facebook that you couldn't interact with people? You could write on someone's wall. So yeah. if you had a conversation, you have to write on their wall and they yeah, write on yeah, your you wall back. Actually, there was no messenger. There's no messenger or comments or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's We're just, old. <laughs> but like, it's a real concern to me how much like we use it for business. And if it disappears, what are we going to do? Mm. And then... I've been listening to two different audiobooks this week, which have been like, I've been so inspired by them. The 50 Cent one, Hustle, which we spoke about kind of last week. Mm-hmm. I just finished that. I finished that this week. And then I've been listening to the trilogy, um, Still Like an Artist, and then his two other books. I have heard of that written. book. Who's Dude. it by? Uh, dot, 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 dot. Uh, Go, Google, Google. Um, um, it is. I by, actually think I've got it written down on my. Um, Still like an artist audio. By Austin Cleon, so the first one is called Steal like an artist. His next book is called Show Your Work, and then the next book is called Keep Going. So I'm currently on Keep Going. Mm. So I've done the first two. I did all of that yesterday. So it was like four hours of an audio book because I listened to it in one point five. Did <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when it's like quite slow, I listen to it in two point doesn't like, it sound really like distorted and annoying? No, it's easier to stay. I find it's easier for me to keep paying attention. Right. Because when they talk slow and it's monetary and then mon- monetary is very monotone. Like this, I get bored and I get distracted. Right. But if they speak like this the whole time, I really have to concentrate to understand what they're saying. Okay. So it keeps me engaged. Does, he make a, does it make you drive faster? No, I drive fast anyway. <laughs> um, but no, so I've been listening to those and they're super inspiring. And they actually say on the... Uh, show your work book like don't rely on all your social media outlets for your business mm. the best thing you can invest in is your own web domain and right. website because whatever happens you'll always have control you'll of that you'll always have power yeah. so unless if, internet goes if down everything goes yeah unless the internet disappears <laughs> um, but if everything goes then you still have something to show your work yep and yeah so I've been listening to those books and they've been I've been so inspired man what's the basis of show your work or the books that you're listening to now? Uh, the Still Like an Artist one is basically super breakdown of why it's so good. It's like, nothing is original. You've, crea- right. you've created yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, it's all right. You're taking input you're from so many different... Input. And what you should do to get good at something is steal from people. Steal from your idols. But don't steal it and do the exact same thing. So say my biggest heroes are in dance. Let's say uh, John Graham, Marco, uh, Misha Gabriel, mm-hmm. Nick Bass, Rich and Tone, Mike Gidalka. Well, I don't just steal one of their steps. Like, I don't steal all of their steps off one person. No, but like, your movement's inspired I, by them. Uh, when I learn from them, I get their movement vocabulary mm-hmm. from all of them. And that's what creates me. Yeah. That's what makes me unique. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the exact same as them. I'm created from a combination of all of them. Mm-hmm. The same way as, like, when you're born, you're not the DNA of just your mum or just your dad. You're a part of both. So that's what creates you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what steal like an artist is. So find the best people to steal from and then try and make it better. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I like, because like nothing's going to be original. Mm. Like, you're not going to come up with your own thoughts. Someone will have done it somewhere or you've been influenced somehow. Somehow. And then show your work is like, so if you're creating art, what's the point in creating all this amazing art and all this amazing stuff for it to just, nothing to be done with it? It's like, show it. Show it to people. Right. Flaunt show it. it to your friends. Flaunt it. But don't try and do it in a monetary way to make money. Just put it out there and get people's feedback mm. and see what people say. Like, you might put out 10 shit things but one, one good sticks. thing might work um so that's the show your work one and then the keep going is basically you know grand set baby <laughs> yeah like just don't give up yeah you know like you know when people like they use a really good analogy about like how you need to see life or, or like say like we're trying to achieve something in this podcast mm-hmm. we just keep doing it every week without stop doesn't mm-hmm. matter the outcome we just keep going and imagine like when you're in a car park like say we've all gone to a rammed car park and you're struggling to find your parking space mm-hmm. and you've done like 20 laps. Eventually, as long as you don't give up, you'll find a, car you'll parking, find space. a park, parking space. Right. But the person that gives up and goes somewhere else has lost the opportunity to park, to park in that there. space. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the premise of keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep Ca- showing up, keep doing it, putting in the work and eventually you'll find your space. A, a quote that goes with that, I think is, even a broke clock is right twice a day. Ooh, let's go fire <laughs> i like that yeah broke clock is right twice, twice a day, day. Mm-hmm. nice and then they, they were talking about to, to be an artist like you can't call yourself an artist unless you create art right like so create art, create <laughs> Do art. It. like just keep doing stuff keep mm. going like keep creating so like if you want to be a like a dancer you have to dance. You have to so dance. Just keep dancing. Choreograph. Like, you know, stuff mm. like that. It's super inspiring. And then 50 Cent's one had me the most inspired. Yeah, you have WhatsApp me like every day. Dude, like, da, 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 I got this, I got so that. so good. And he mm. talks I'm about like... To listen to it. He talks about like the art of perception. Mm-hmm. Like, and how like your perception of people is everything. Mm-hmm. So like he says, uh, spoiler alert, but it's really good. Like if you pulled up next to someone in a Ferrari, mm. let's say in a Fiat Punto, <laughs> a My dirt, car, a, dirt, a dirty orange Fiat Punto, <laughs> and you were like next or a Bentley or a Ferrari, mm-hmm. and you're trying to talk to them through their window. They might not give you the time of day. Do you think that they're gonna be like, "I need to know what this guy's saying," or right? Or are they gonna be like, "Oh, this guy looks a bit dodge." Mm. Like, what's he shouting? <laughs> Especially when my car looks a little. But if you pulled up next to them in a Mercedes or a BMW, they might give you time. They might go, "What's he saying? I need, I need to understand what he like. What's, mm. what's he telling me?" Because he's gonna view you as if you're a higher, a higher person, or you're a person or of equivalence, wealth, yeah. or some sort of benefit to him. 
Yeah. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that just is what happens mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the world, in the world. Of, that we do. It's the same as when I moved to LA. Like when I got my visa and I went to LA and people found out like who I worked for, like the first like f- three months, everyone wanted to be my friend. Mm. It was like, everyone was like, yo, Kane, da 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 da. Like, so I was the new kid. Right. I'd, I'd work for all these big choreographers. And then like once a year goes by and I- They're really much of a dick you are. They see I'm such a knob. <laughs> I'm horrible to them all. I'm joking. And uh, like, they can't get anything out of you. Their perception is different now. So they, mm. they don't care. And he talks about the art of perception and how important it is to have a, to leave the perception of what you want people to think you, you are or mm. what you're trying to be. I think there's, um, there's uh, obviously that's not. Yeah, raw, yeah. Yeah. But it's a good way of putting it. Like if you walk into an interview with a suit on, they're going to take you more seriously Seriously, than if you don't. It's the art of perception. Whereas they might not know that I wear joggers every damn day. Yeah. 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 And I think um, I've I've studied like a lot of millionaires and listened to a lot of podcasts and whatever. And apparently there's always like a very natural trajectory of like friendships and relationships. So like at first, obviously you're just kind of a normal person. Then you start to change your life and you drop a lot of friends because Mm. their perception of you has changed. You don't fit into their narrative. And then once you become successful, then they start to crawl back into your life because then there's a, a different perception of you again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree with the perception. There's so many, like, I think that also works on the flip end where you might look at someone in a Ferrari and think they're really happy and successful, but they might be driving that Ferrari wanting to drive off a bridge. Yeah. You know? 100%. Tommy Fury. No, yeah, no, Tyson Fury. Was going to kill himself in his Ferrari. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Gonna drive it. So there's relevance, I don't know. Gonna drive it either off a bridge or into a wall. And he didn't. But yeah. Mm. Crazy. So yeah, two very, very good books I've listened to. I recommend them both. 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. Or He's I should say Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent. Mm. His book and then Still Like an Artist and the trilogy of them. Very, very good. They've super inspired me. And then uh, also I like super inspired. Can I get lots of voice notes from you? Yeah, like, and it inspires me to be better. Let's do this. You know? uh, yeah, which we are. Big things coming. Yeah, do you know the only big thing? big things coming? Uh, and I got this from these books. Uh, they're like write down all your ideas. Mm-hmm. I never write down my no. ideas, which I need to start. <laughs> no, you voice note them to me instead. Yeah, which I need to start <laughs> doing because the amount of good ideas I've had this week, and mm. then I forget about them. Like, well, that's often crazy. what I I do. I used voice notes as my kind of my notepad and accountability. Mm. Like I, I amount of times I have an idea and as I'm thinking it, I'm saying it in a voice note to you. Mm. Or I'm saying it in a voice note to another business partner or whatever. I just go thought pros did record. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I need to start doing that more of being like, Oh, I need, I want to try and do this class, like write it down. So I don't forget. Mm. Cause there's so many distractions. So yeah. many distractions. Um, also this week I had an audition Oh, yeah, we haven't spoken about this yet. Yeah, I had an audition for Barbie the movie. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk. I didn't sign an NDA, I don't think. Here, kids. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> fired. <laughs> so, I had an audition for Barbie the movie. Uh, my, on the roll, it said you're coming in as Ken, which I was like, all right, let's go. Ginger Ken. Ginger Ken. <laughs> but Ken, to me, like when you think of Barbie and Ken, you think of a hunky guy, right? Mm-hmm. When I think of a ginger Ken, I do not think of a hunky guy. <laughs> if someone be like, I'm only Ken. <laughs> like glasses, proper gimp. Like you just cussed your people down, mate. I, no, I'm just saying how it is. It's the perception of gingers and the word Ken. Yeah. Because when you think of Ken, you don't think of a hot guy. No, I think of a brunette dude. Do you? Like slip back hair. Yeah, but if I said he was this guy called Ken and he's ginger, what would you think? 
That's what I'm saying. See? I'm right. I instantly went somewhere. <laughs> Perception. Um, so, yeah. So, I had my audition for that. I got there, uh, and I didn't know anyone in the room, which is normally not a good sign for me. <laughs> or maybe them, but not for me. Um, but I was fine. I was Why is super that? like. Because I'm, I feel like I when all my friends are there, I thrive. Right. Like when I know people in the room, my energy gets like, yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm hype and I'm bantered to see there. Whereas I wasn't really, I was on my own. I wasn't really talking to anyone. Aww. So I just put my headphones in. So it's funny. So they all turn up and they're all like the formula. They're all in their joggers. Adidas track suits. They're all in their Adidas track suits. Yeah. I'm wearing nice jeans tight fitted black top so you can see my guns make my boobies bounce. get them get yeah. them ken vibes get going them on ken vibes going on <laughs> trying to not look like a typical geeky ginger guy <laughs> i'm um, sexy that's what yeah and they've all got their joggers on and that and then everyone's kind of doing their own thing like warming up and stuff everyone's kind of just stretching mm -hmm. uh, i had a little stretch and then i put my headphones on and i started just doing house drills because i was really cold and I thought that'll warm me up. It'll make me start dancing. Mm. First of all, I felt like I lost the ability to dance because I had such a tight top and tight trousers <laughs> on. I felt like I had no swag whatsoever. I look nice, but yeah. just, it's not what I'd normally dance in. So I felt like... There's a you, lot to say about you that. You had taken my Mr. Ball Change super outfit off me. <laughs> like, and I lost my powers. <laughs> not my super cape. Yeah, so I had no groove whatsoever. Everything felt just funny. Mm. That's fine. So we go upstairs. Uh, we go into the studio. And the choreographer, who I recognized because I researched her to find out who she was good man um was sat on the table and then she had an assistant who was stood up and was like right guys spread out we're gonna start thank you all for coming hope you had a nice day da 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 and i'm like okay and i look down i'm like why you got no shoes on man oh shit she had no shoes on and it said in the uh the brief like you can wear trainers or jazz shoes right and i was like obviously trainers like come on bro <laughs> like you can't get jordan jazz shoes <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Although I did wear Pumas, not Jordans, oh. but still. Um, so I look at her feet and I'm like, why she got no shoes on? That's definitely not a good sign for me. <laughs> like, that's definitely a, oh, shit. <laughs> shit. So then she's like, we're going to do a jazz number to start. And I was thinking, oh, okay. When was the last time you did a jazz number? In an audition. Well, a jazz number and then a jazz number in an audition. No, just a jazz number in an audition probably in LA in like 2013 or 14. But like... So good 10 As in like like dance jazz, like and then a jazz class. Like a very long time. Like my technique expired in 2010. Like <laughs> I left college in 2009. It expired in 2010. Um, and I sucked at it when I was in college, let alone a decade later, you know? <laughs> so um, anyway, we all started learning this combo. I was a bit like the first eight or two. I was like, okay, this isn't me whatsoever, but I can, I, can, I got it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they went like double pirouette on, uh, in a plie into a single on a high releve to go kick your leg out into second. And then you do like a turn. And then they're like, we asked for a section where there's a coupe turn and like a, uh, inward rond de jambe, right. lucky leg at 90 degrees. There was like a kick and twist into attitude turn. Well, bitch, I am learning this and I am like, <laughs> oh, my god right. like my body was just like what are you doing <laughs> Stop. And it's like i had that thing where i wanted to be like do you know what i i was so out of my comfort zone within mm -hmm. that first 10 minutes of learning it that a part of me wanted to go just go just go get out but i was like do you know what like that's not how i've succeeded my entire career my yeah. entire life i was like 
I'm going to stick this through and I'm going to fake the shit out of this. <laughs> and I'm going to be so crap, but so confidently crap <laughs> that hopefully I win them over. Like, do you know what I mean? But we learned it with a mask on because of obviously COVID. <laughs> COVID. So I wear a fucking mask on my face to dance. Don't have to wear one in the gym, but you have to wear one to dance. Like, <laughs> don't have to wear them at all now. I have to wear to dance. <laughs> Mind blown. It was before Thursday though, so the rules weren't. I don't think you have to wear them when you're dancing. Yeah, you don't, but they wanted us to for this, right. which is fine. Well, I don't care. Like, learning it, I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't be horrible. <laughs> Poor Karen's. Um, Sorry, Karen's. So we had to wear the mask to learn it, and I was like, that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, it <laughs> Covering is it up is. your insecurities. Yeah. Hiding my crying face. <laughs> the tears <laughs> Hiding, just yeah, hiding my tears. And uh, so we learned dance. I'm super out of my comfort zone. I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to do this the best shit I can. Because mm-hmm. like they might just use me to carry props across the back. <laughs> and I'll be like the ginger cool guy. Or yep. the ginger geek. Whatever one you need, I can just be the ginger one. Like that would be my role. <laughs> I got a need. six pack. Yeah, I've got a six pack and I can, I've, got a, I've got a great fucking two step and great vine. <laughs> like, so, you know, it could just be that. Then anyway, we learned the first one. And uh, then they go, right, we're going to do it in smaller groups. I was like, okay. When, when we're learning it, I make I sure, I normally my tip would be to hide in the corner if you're like insecure about something. Mm-hmm. But because when we got there, I knew that I looked nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, no matter where I stand, I'm not going to look good doing this. Okay. Like they're going <laughs> to know that I, I'm not going to be the good one. I'm going to stand right at the front, right in the center. So uh-huh. they see my learning ability. They see me asking questions. They see like, I look smart. Hopefully they just keep looking well, so at me. So you stood at the front for the whole learning process. Yeah, right. In the right. Middle, hoping that they'd go, Oh, at least he's hot. <laughs> at least he's Something hot. like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like my dance ability wasn't going to win this, so mm. I thought at least I can try and like if I'm near them, they might catch good vibes, interact with you, interact yeah, good yeah. vibes, like something. So that was my plan. So anyway, like we it. do it. We I do like it in it. groups. They call us out. I went spank straight in the middle again. Right. So I was like, cool. And I was like, I got this. I was like, I'm gonna outperform everyone. Like, I'm that's what that's what I'm gonna be. My I'm smile gonna like best. a motherfucker. I'm gonna have a sickled foot. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bent leg, but I'm gonna smile like a motherfucker because I've spent two and a half grand on teeth. <laughs> like, they're gonna see this. We have to keep our masks on. No way. Oh, there goes your whole plan. There goes my whole plan. They don't even know what my face <laughs> looks like. They don't even know that I got teeth. I could look like a meth head. I'm really surprised, dude. So it's a film. I yeah. was like, surely your look is absolutely everything. Ev- well, apparently not. Apparently my technique was, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> or it wasn't anything at all. Um, but yeah, we had to keep the masks on. So that was such a weird experience. Like I've never had to like try and sell myself at an audition and not be able to like perform. Perform. My eyes were doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, look, wink. <laughs> Try and like raise eyebrow. An Elvis eyebrow. <laughs> have my ears moving. Like <laughs> I mean, I was Some trying, to, sm- shit I was right trying to smile through my mask so they can see my cheekbones yeah. working, like my cheek muscles. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. And then we learned the second routine, which was way more up my street. Still not what I would say I do. What like, kind of vibe was that? Uh, I was kind of like animalistic, just like powerful, big movements, jumpy. Like right. it was cool. It was only a few eights, and then they were like freestyle at the end. And I was like freestyle or like freestyle, freestyle. And they're like. This is your time to shine. Right. Like if you've got flips, you've got tricks, this is you. And I was like, ha ha ha. Superpowers on. <laughs> Mr. Like, Bull Change, back kids on. Mr. back, baby. <laughs> and uh, so we did the combo. I was fine at it. It's three eights. And then the freestyle. So before I started freestyling, I kind of glanced. Because normally I'm like, I can gauge what people are going to do. Mm-hmm. But everyone was such technical, like 
Like right. they were all super technical. Proper jazz except kids. Me. Yeah, except <laughs> me. I was the only one which probably had zero technique in the room. Right. And I looked and I left to right to me and I was like, okay, like they were doing their, whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. This is my time. So I started doing swipes, did some breaking, got up and then I was like, do I flip? Do I flip? And obviously I told you the day before I went, I'd hurt my groin here yeah, filming yeah. with you. And it was really playing up. Like, especially, especially with jazz. Do, yeah, like it was Ooh. not feeling good. So I was like, do you know what? Like I'm 31. <laughs> I've got a pulled groin. <laughs> I've got a pulled groin. I'm probably not going to get this. I'm not flipping. Right. Like the risk wasn't worth the, the reward. reward yeah. Like if I was like, I feel like I'm in for a shot with this, I would have been like going ham. Mm. But I was just like, nah, I've still got to teach all week. Like I've still got to do shit. Just sell. So I just started doing variations of kickball changes and like trying to groove and mm. sell it. And you know, I can dance. And as soon as I started flipping and breaking, you could kind of sense that everyone was dodging going, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. look at that guy spinning around. Um, but it made me realize, first of all, it was super humbling. Like mm-hmm. it was a very humbling experience for me to go in and feel like one of the worst in the room. Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't felt like that in a very long time, except for when I did tap dancing with 10 year olds, <laughs> um, a tap attack. But that was a really humbling experience and I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. It was nice. It made me go, ah. Oh, you need to pull up. Like, mm. you need to work on some stuff. I was going to say, has it inspired you to get better at tech? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, it, it hasn't inspired me to be better at technical stuff at all. Because the reality is, you know, I've not done many technical jobs in my entire career. Right. I understand technique enough that I can do a couple of turns and do some basics. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you want people to be super technical dancers, I ain't that guy and I'm okay with it. Like, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. So that's fine. And to be honest, like if I had to do that for three months, they would probably be sick of looking at me doing it poorly. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably just get told off every day. So it wouldn't be nice for any of us. <laughs> no. But it would have been a lovely experience. But what was nice is they made it feel like a really safe atmosphere. So even though I didn't have a fucking bubble about what was going on, I did. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I need to give myself some credit, but it didn't look pretty. <laughs> yeah. I so wish I saw <laughs> sure a video of that. It didn't look elegant. It looked like a probably a rugby player trying to do ballet <laughs> um, or do jazz. But um, they made it feel like a really safe environment, which was cool. Because I've been in some auditions where, like, even though, like, it's what we're good at, the people on the panel still somehow manage to make yeah. it feel like trash. Do you think it's, like, because it's driven by ego? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, like, they just felt like they really cared. And it was lovely. Right. It was a lovely experience. Um, so, yeah, super humbling. But it really, like, helped me learn about, as a teacher... I need to promote people being versatile if they want to have more opportunities, which I, you know, it's kind of an obvious thing to say. And mm-hmm. that's what we say anyway. But I was always kind of stood on the, on the fence about being versatile, about versatility. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. Like to me, it's like, obviously the more versatile you are, the more opportunities you have. That's what we like to call a jack of all trades, right? Which is Watch an amazing them. thing to have. And I do think people, who are more versatile are going to get so many more opportunities but like it's hard because although i would like to be more versatile i really don't enjoy ballet or right. jazz so it's like should i sacrifice the things i like for to be more versatile to get more jobs but then would i like the job would you like the job so it's tough like it's a tough like, yeah what, where, where do you put yourself because i do think everyone should be versatile mm. but say you only want to be a hip-hop dancer or a street dancer and you only want to dance for like commercial artists, should you invest all your time in that thing that you never want to do and don't like, even though it might help you get to what you want? And it's hard because it's like, 
yes, the sacrifice mm -hmm. to get what you want, right? It's like, if you're running, if you're training for a marathon, do I want to run every other day to train for a marathon? No, but it'll be worth it once what I accomplish the marathon. Like, is the trade-off worth it? Like, do you, if you, let's say you got that tech job, let's say you got that job, sorry, and because you were more technically able, could that then lead to, let's say your chosen style was hip-hop, could that job then lead to a hip-hop film job? Of course it could. 100%. Do, you, do you see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's like uh, most definitely, of course it could, but then it's hard, isn't it? Because I fall on also on the side of if you're gonna dance, say five hours a day, mm -hmm. do you only want one of those hours to be the thing you like? Right. You, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like the ratio of it. Do you want eighty percent of your life to be doing shit? Practicing you don't want to stuff do? that you don't like or you don't particularly want to do, but it's gonna help you in the future. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, that's a good thing to have. But the whole point we dance is because we love it. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to, if you can find a way to love doing all these styles, then, you know, it's a win. Like if you're Nina who loves doing everything, then it's a win. Mm -hmm. But like me, I really don't love doing that stuff. No. Like I'll do it if I have to, or I'll do it for, if I was like, I want to be like this film, I would love to be in a film. I've never done a movie. I'd love to be in a movie. I would, the trade off would be worth it. Mm -hmm. As in doing it on a job. But would the trade off of having to study no, for the last five years? To, no, it wouldn't. Or be. however long. Yeah, yeah, to train in that thing that I don't love. But then at the same time, maybe the more you train in it and the better you get at it, the more, the more you, you begin enjoy to it. like it. Mm. Because, you know, we all know that things that you struggle with, you tend not to enjoy not to like until it. you start enjoying it. I do think there's like. Or until you start getting better at it. But I think in dance, there's culture and there's like stylistic like approach to movement. For example, I. I Nina taught me jazz for a month and I hated it because mm. at no point did I go, why would I ever want to do this? Yeah. Like at no point do I hear a song go, I want to do a kick here. <laughs> do <you know> what <laughs> I mean? Like it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Like physically, yeah, I, but I could learn to do it. But, but it, maybe it would make sense if you were listening to a specific song. Like yeah. your choice of music that you because my to choice of Chris music. Brown or like, <laughs> you're not going to be like, I want to do a spin and a kick. Yeah. So these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> like, <laughs> these hoes ain't whap. <laughs> these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> oh my god that hurt but <laughs> um i've done that before in here haven't i mm. pulled out my foot um but if you listen to like jazz music then you'd be inspired to do jazz maybe yeah but uh, yeah, yeah but i don't listen to it so i don't yeah but I don't this what I'm saying. yeah so it's 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 a weird one because i do think like if i was more versatile like yeah i probably would have got a job mm. got the job like i didn't even get a recall they were like, we don't need to see you again. And, I, <laughs> bitch. and, I, and I, I am okay with that. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those, like, my ego wasn't hurt at all. Like, no, which is good. Like, as soon as I left, I wasn't, like, sad. I wasn't beating myself up. I was mm. just like, do you know what? Like, it's okay that I'm not good at this because I've not put in any work to be good at mm -hmm. it. Like, that's on me. And I'm okay with that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like what we were talking about last week. Like, when you're confident in something it's okay to be confident in it when you've put the work in because then it's really not cocky or arrogant because mm. you put in the work. I was quite happy being shit mm -hmm. because I know I've not put in the work. Whereas I think if it's something I grafted to be good at and then I was shit, I'd be devastated. Do you think there is that mindset of your versatility would change depending on where you're at in your career? For example, you're in college or post-grad do you do you think you would have benefited more from working on your versatility then because obviously you yeah. know because you know what your strengths are now and you know what you, yeah of jobs course. you like now because you've had the experience to be on those jobs yeah of course like 
of course it would have been more beneficial at the age of 20 because mm -hmm. i would have been it would have opened up new avenues and new doors but for me personally i went to college i did all those things and you still didn't and like i still it. didn't like them <laughs> you know what i mean like i still didn't enjoy doing them mm. i just did them as a sacrifice because i was told that i have to have a basic understanding in these mm. things to have the career i want which is you know it i learned loads and it does help me because it helps me when it comes to teaching i can use i have Technical terminology vocab, i can yeah. be like imagine this is a port like use your back Why as well as your arms let's move together just like it's a port de bra or something if i kick the stand Sorry. Like um, the terminology carries across as in I can say uh, go through your feet on this groove just like it'd be a chasse. You know, I understand terminology, but at no point have I ever been like, I really wish I could like bang out that technical dance. Mm -hmm. I just haven't. Ex except when I watch like someone like Josh Denyer, I go, I'd love to be able to do that. And then I go, oh, that means I, I'd have, <laughs> How to, much do, I have to work to get to that I'd have point. to do ballet classes every day for like six years. Yep. And I'm not willing to do that because I'm that doesn't inspire me in the slightest. Mm. You know, it's like the trade-off. So, do you? Sorry, do you? Would you rather be the top zero point zero zero one percent of a skill, or the top one to five percent of multiple skills? I'd rather be in multiple skills, but it depends how much we're narrowing it down. Because if you just go in hip hop, mm -hmm. and we call the whole like hip hop slash street dance as a so brand, are we talking about locking popping whacking yeah, yeah. everything yeah if that's one skill no i'd say they're different they're skills. different skills right so i want to be able to do all of those okay now that's like so street foundation street foundation i'd love to be able to do all of them and i'd like to know my basics in other stuff which i know my basics mm -hmm. in other stuff but not to a point where i'm going to go on stage and be like i'm going to do a jazz number okay it's just if there's like choreo and there's a jazz turn in it i can do it mm -hmm. but if you're giving me the entire thing jazz no i'm gonna be a hot damn mess mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think it's tough but then i always used to think that about b-boys like b-boys only ever train b-boy and really there are some like b-boy twix like jd he'll do like other stuff and do choreo but like like they go you know the b-boy lifestyle ride or die just mm -hmm. is b-boy and breaking i always think like they're they're in like the tiniest bracket about making for making money or performing as a dancer mm -hmm. But when they do it or they get to that level, they're like the one. Like B-Boy Flea Rock used to be the B-Boy who did all the tours mm -hmm. in the States. Like he did Raya, did Rihanna. Like he was the he B-Boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it just depends. But to be in that 1%, you know, the the opportunities are going to be way slimmer. Mm -hmm. Whether you were the top 1% to 2% of lock-in, break-in, yeah. house, hip-hop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So obviously being more versatile is 100% more beneficial, 100% more beneficial, especially mm. if you can be, like let's say we market out of one to 10, like do you wanna be in just break in like a nine or a 10, or do you wanna be everything as a seven? Seven. Yeah, I'd I mean, rather, I would always I'd, rather be the sevens. I'd rather be the sevens, mm. but if you don't enjoy all of those things, it's a lot of time committing to stuff that you don't like, mm. because again, the most beautiful thing about being, let's call us artists. Mm -hmm. Which you is are. That, yeah, which is, is our hobby, right? But ask any person who's made their hobby and their favorite thing into their bread and butter, into their job, into their things that they've got to pay their bills. It already becomes difficult enough. Mm -hmm. It already makes you have a tiny bit of resentment sometimes. Mm -hmm. As lucky as we are to do it, and I'm not complaining, but it's true. Oh, there's tough times. Like, there's always gonna be tough like times. you always get to that point where you're like, I don't want to do my hobby today. 
because it's with people I don't like or mm-hmm. it's a tougher, I'm just not feeling it, my body's tired, whatever. So like add that on top of then, say you've got to go and do that job where you're like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for this one. And it's doing the thing you don't like doing. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then it's how much of a percentage of your work in life is that sucks moment? It depends, I guess, what you're willing to say yes and no to. Mm. But you know, most performers aren't in, on a, aren't in a position to say no to work. No. True. You know, they're not. But how many jobs are they on there that they don't like? Do you know what I mean? I've done loads of jobs that I don't like. But as, like, let's, yeah, okay, go on I'm, then. Let's put you as an example. So obviously you've done a ridiculous amount of jobs. I'm not going to name the jobs. So no, 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 of course not. But like, but like as a percentage or like a ratio, what do you think, how many jobs did you not enjoy versus the jobs you like? Uh, a few, but I think I, let's say the reasons you like it, like Cario's bad mm-hmm. or the people are bad or the pay's bad. Or flip it, is good, people are good, pay's good. Like, what's the trade-off? Like, for me, I, I always love to have <coughs> a two out of three. Mm-hmm. And if I can get a two out of three, I deem it a good job. Christy Lee Manning brought this up. What did she say? People, pay, what was the other one? People, pay, and then like, what she meant is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, like, you want two out of three, right? Mm-hmm. If it's shit money, hopefully you're with good company and you're doing something you enjoy. That's a good trade If you don't enjoy it, hopefully you're getting paid bank and you're with good people. Mm. And if you're with shit people, hopefully the choreo's good or the performance is good and you're getting good pay. Like most of the time, it's always been two of three. Mm-hmm. It's not very often there's been one of three. And if there has, I've never done it again. Right. So go on, percentage, what do you reckon? How much of your work in life have you thoroughly enjoyed? Well, it would just be under a one like or, or thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, like how much, like would how many jobs would you have done again as a percentage without, of, without having to think about money because I've always needed money yeah so I would always say take, yes take money that. out of the equation uh, so let's say like 60% of the work you've enjoyed or 70 or 30 or I'd say 70 70% so 7 out of 10 jobs 60 to 70 7 out of 10 jobs you'd do again yeah which is again that's quite a high it's quite a high ratio you know you think about but how much but it's not that high considering this is my favourite thing in the world true but I'm going to guess a lot of the things it wasn't the dancing. It was more the, like the managerial. Uh, the a lot of time it's the dancing too. Right, just like when you go and you've got to rehearse a number for four days and you're like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's not fun. Can you look past that though? The choreo? Like, like yeah, if you're what, with good people, or what you makes good pay you, or you can treat it good. What makes you not enjoy a choreo? If the movement just doesn't resonate with nobody. Right. Or if I think it doesn't make sense to the music. Okay. But there's been some where I've learned the combo and I'm like, this is going to be dope. And it comes on and you're like, what? What am I doing? <laughs> you're like, I don't get it. Or there's others the other way around where you're like, you're learning it and you're like, this is trash. And then you end up enjoying it. Mm. Like, it just depends. Obviously, I do think it's a you, it's a mindset thing. You can make yourself find the good in I think it's in it. do you ever job. Do you ever find... Because I've definitely been on the other end where I've not seeked the bad in every job, but I've not been in a good place. Mm-hmm. And I've been a negative Nelly. And I found the negative and stuff. The negative, and yeah. I, the negative is highlighted because I'm feeling negative, whereas I needed some positivity in my life. To and spare. then maybe I would have found some more positivity. Mm. Do you ever find that your ego, I'm not saying you're egotistical, but do your ego gets, <laughs> like, cause let's say you're dancing to a Justin Timberlake song. Yeah. And you, the choreo you learn is not up to what you would visualize. Mm. Do you sometimes go, I could do a way better job? And that creates a negative environment for you to work in. Yeah. But as long as it's still to like a certain standard. Like sometimes to me, it's like if the choreo is like bad, hmm. 
and you're just like, what on earth is going on? Then there's like, I can't redeem that. But sometimes if the choreo can be average, but you can dance it and still find a way to make it feel good or find enjoyment in the movement, mm-hmm. it's cool. But like, to me, I care about how, it depends what you're choreographing for. Like, are you choreographing for it to look good or feel good or both? Stage. Because sometimes, yeah, yeah. But sometimes like stage choreo feels like trash, but it looks good on stage. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like if yeah. you're just doing cannons, if you're just doing like, <laughs> if you're on horrible. stage and you're doing like one, two, three, four, like, you know what I mean? And you're not like connecting movement and dancing. It might not feel that great, but, it but visually it looks incredible. Mm. Whereas I like things that feel good. So it's like, what do you prefer? Like, I like things that feel good in my body. Things mm-hmm. that I go, oh, that was dope. That made sense. Which might not necessarily look so good. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, like, also my choreo. Sometimes I think when I watch my choreo, I go, oh, it doesn't look as good as it feels. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I can some stuff that. I choreograph that I go, that looks dope, but it actually feels like trash. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think it depends. So let's reel it back to versatility. Would you, I feel like we kind of have given a very gray, I say we, you, pointing fingers at you. <laughs> a very gray answer. Hey, you point one finger, three point back. back at you. Um, what is your f- kind of final opinion on versatility as a dancer? I think everyone should be open to learning everything and you should learn as much as you can and try everything because mm-hmm. you don't know until you try. But, if you don't like it straight away, I th- I would say don't give up on it right away. Give it some time to settle. And then if you still despise it, then, you know, mm-hmm. then you can step away from it, knowing that you've given it a shot. And what do you think would be a fair time frame for that? Got so, it. like, 20 hours of dance class. Not like a month, because you might do one class in a month. But, like, yeah. a- like a- hours, hours uptime. Like 20 hours is good. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, if you're not enjoying that specific style maybe it might be just because of the teacher that you're learning it from because mm. that's yep. a huge thing because i know so many people which have like done in air quotes commercial before and they go oh, they don't like commercial and then i teach them they go Actually, i, I love commercial day. yeah that's really fun then i'm like yeah it's not commercial but like <laughs> <laughs> you know so i think it also can depend on the teacher because i hated ballet in college mm-hmm. and i credit that to first of all i was be really vulnerable because mm-hmm. I was a boy who used to play rugby and football and break dance mm-hmm. in tights. So I already felt vulnerable because it wasn't really a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was called Billy Elliot by everyone because, you know, that was the thing at the time. Mm-hmm. But then once I went, once I left the first college I went to and I went to the second college, I did not like my two ballet teachers. Right. Like the one of them, and I've said it on here many a times, couldn't stand him. I, he he should have been my hero because he was this tall, handsome straight male ballet dancer who's done all these amazing ballet shows he was dope mm. like he was like so masculine how he did it and he made it look like i don't know it was just nothing like weak about it everything mm-hmm. was so powerful and he just wasn't nice to me and i just remember him not being nice to me and i remember being like do you know what you're not encouraging at all right so okay. do one and then the woman i didn't really like her either she wasn't very supportive like because I, I wasn't naturally good and i couldn't wasn't flexible in her straight legs there was just no encouragement so mm. i was just like you know what like you don't give me any love so i'd already f- pos- like built a hate 
mm, has been negative relationship. I was with. already had a big disconnect with ballet, yeah. and I was so far from it, you couldn't have pulled me back. But then my teacher I had in my second year was Lisa Aldridge. Shout out Lisa, I see her every week. Mm. She always says she was like, I think if I'd had you from the beginning, you would have loved it. And I went, yeah, you're probably right mm. because she was the one that made me go like, this isn't that bad. Like I understand why this is good for me. Like right. she made me try and even try and find the positives in it. So you know what I mean? To become versatile, you should also be versatile in your teacher choices. Yeah, like make sure you're learning it from a good teacher or who tries to help you enjoy it. Because mm. if they're just like giving you steps and you're not enjoying it and they're not trying to make it a fun experience for you, maybe it's on you to then go, do you know what? Oh, we're not we're not compatible just like a relationship mm. just like a friendship like everything you do with someone is a relationship right so your relationship between the teacher and student like a big thing that i like to say is like i can be the best teacher in the world if you're the best student yeah like because we have to work as a team it's not just about me giving you stuff and you taking it in you have to give back mm -hmm. you have to give back your energy your time your effort like and the more you give me the more i can give you they we're both going to thrive at the situations we're in so if you were to rewind back to your college ballet days, mm. what would be your advice to that, Kane? Because knowing what you know now, knowing that I would, yeah. having a good ballet foundation would have been beneficial for you, if a college student was experiencing what that, how would you go about it now? I would go back and work my ass off. But like, because I, of the teacher relationship, yeah. and if you were with a shit teacher... Well, not a shit teacher. Well, it wasn't a shit teacher. It was just a teacher that I wasn't maybe compatible with. with. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can't put it all on them. Again, yeah. it's a relationship. It could have been me too. So how have you dealt with that situation now? Uh, Apart from working your ass off? I would try and build a relationship with them. Right. Like, I would actually just go up to them and be like, I really want to be good at this, but I'm struggling. And like, I don't feel like I, you're connect yeah, or, we're connecting. Or, or I just like, I feel really vulnerable. Could mm -hmm. you help me be more confident? Like mm, just being straight up about not, not being like you're not making me feel good because yeah, yeah. it's not about passing the blame, own responsibility. Because when you point one finger, I'm gonna... yeah, yeah, <laughs> like take the responsibility that like I feel vulnerable mm. or I don't like this because it doesn't resonate with me. Not that you're doing anything wrong. This just doesn't resonate with me. Do you have any advice on how I can maybe find a way to enjoy this? Mm -hmm. And like maybe it's even like so when I first went to college, I hated contemporary as well. Right. I was like this is absolute trash i'd see like people doing we'd do graham we'd do cunningham i was like this is so boring we'd go and watch contemporary shows and i'd fall asleep <laughs> genuinely fell asleep in probably like six contemporary shows right that like paid to go and watch as part of like the college and i'd be like snoozing <laughs> and then kai thomas who is my teacher he really used to try and make an effort of making it like really boisterous right and, like lots of jumps and rolls and making it stuff which resonated with me mm -hmm. and would kind of be like, and then he'd be like, think how good your break dancing will be because you're softer on moving on the floor. Right. And then he took us to watch uh, Netherlands dance theater. He found a language that you understood. Yes. Or he made it like, you're going to be better at this if you're better at this. So mm -hmm. you should get better at this. Like, and then I was like, okay, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and then we went to watch like Netherlands dance theater and it was a combination of, basically they were just these incredible contemporary dancers technical dancers who are super powerful like jumps like just so like i was in awe of them mm -hmm. and it was like it wasn't this like contemporary like hippie-ish mm. that 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 thing that we have the perception of, that we have yeah, of a yeah, contemporary yeah. dancer or a contemporary company they were dope they had like matrix cloaks on really and like yeah it was yeah. sick and then they took us to watch australian dance theater 
which was the best. It was like these wham muscly guys. Mm. Like they looked wham at the time. They probably weren't. They probably just shred city, but like just fit athletic dancers yeah. who were like incorporating break dancing with their contemporary. And then the whole point of it would be like they would run and they would jump. So say like we're far apart and the camera was like uh, over there, people that aren't listening, sorry, like away from us. So I was hidden behind Jake mm-hmm. and we're like a meter away from each other. If we both jumped and did a specific shape, there'd be a photographer at the front of the stage and he'd take a photo and then that photo would project on a screen behind them. Right. And it would look like they're like holding hands, but they're like two meters apart because of the angles they jump on and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Or yeah, like yeah, one yeah. would do like an L kick and one would be like, like reaching for it and they'd be really far away. But then the photo and the thing would look like they're holding hands as they're doing it, yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And um, that made me like it. Cause I was like, yo, it's not just about how it feels on the inside or like, <laughs> let your body relax and take over. Like, do you know what I mean? None of that, like yeah, the, the contemporary was, that I had experienced. It was an art form that you understood. Or that even just appealed. Mm. So I think if maybe there was a way that the ballet teacher could have done that to me. Like I wish the like I wish the male ballet teacher who should have been my hero said to me, Come and watch this show I did. Right. Or like, look at look how amazing this is. This might inspire you. So like I was teaching yesterday at performers and I, most of the people I teach are girls. Everywhere I go, most of the people I mm-hmm. teach are girls. And I, I do always say to them, like, I imagine it's probably quite difficult to resonate with me or to like to take everything I'm saying because sometimes you're like, I don't get how you're feeling or I don't get how you'd make that move look good because you're a guy mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're dancing with you're a masculine dancing energy or whatever. Ma- yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to say masculine energy anymore, but... Really? Well, 2022, isn't uh. it? But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I portray this movement in a different kind of way, like a powerful superhero-esque way and they, w- I'm giving them the choice to make it girly and sexy, but then they, I can't demonstrate that to them what it's mm-hmm. going to be like. So because I can't do that or I can't inspire them, even though I'm trying to give them all the tools to do it, I can't physically inspire them by showing them it. I find footage. So yesterday I was like, everyone come here. I was like, I'm trying to get you to work on your quality of movement, go through your feet, stay in your plie and use your spine and your torso, not Mm -hmm. just your arms and your legs. And I was like, look at, and I showed them Alex Mm Shondoff. And I was like, look how incredible she is. I was like, she's still like feminine and like she still has some like softness and some sexiness when she does it, but also look how strong and powerful Mm. moments are. So I would I tried to find a way for them to relate to what I was trying to teach them, and I just wish someone had done that to me. You found another language that they understood. That again. they understood, mm-hmm. and even if they didn't understood it, when that they could go, I can be that person. Because when they look at me, they're not going, I can be Kane, but they can look at Alex to go, I can again, be Alex. steal like an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to be the person, like try and be the person in front of you, maybe if they inspire you. Mm-hmm. Only if they inspire you, try and be that person. But I don't want them to try and be me. Because maybe they don't resonate with me. So I show them someone else. Mm -hmm. So I wish my teacher had done that to me. So what I'm hearing, kind of reading back to what you said before, was as a student, you should have taken accountability to go and approach that conversation with the teacher. Yeah. Because, again, as you said, it's a two-way street, right? And you had to go and tell them your experiences to allow them to be a better teacher. Uh Like I had a girl come up to me last week um, and she said that she's never done commercial dancing before then we had the chat about what commercial dance really means and then (laughs) and she was like she's never done it before and she feels like she's at a standstill Mm -hmm. and she came up to me she told me exactly how she felt and she told me why she feels like she's not improving and i was like that's a very mature conversation thank you so much Mm. now i know now we can can improve you like so 
the next lesson, I went up, to, I told her what I felt like she needed to work on and what she does well. And then the next lesson, at the end of the lesson, I was like, well done, you did this better this time. Mm -hmm. I can see that you were thinking about that thing that we said you had to work on. Mm. Like, it becomes a relationship. It a relationship. As opposed to just standing there and hoping everything's going to be figured out for you. As the student, you've got to put in the work too. Mm -hmm. And if I could go back, I would put in more work. Mm. In fact, I would have just turned up because I just didn't go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Friday was my day off. Boys ballet. Boys like, ballet. I'm not going in. That's a wrap. No, interesting. I, I like that a lot that, yeah, you're inf enforcing the students to go and tell their struggles. Yeah. And then maybe you'll want to be more versatile because you might have the reason to enjoy it. Mm. I know we've kind of steered off from versatility, but... But it's how to become versatile. It's how to become versatile. Because if you, you dislike like something, it. you're not going to do it. No. So it's learning how to like the things that mm. you don't like. Yeah. Like even like if you think of it like on an exercise exercise standpoint, like people don't like exercising because it's hard. Mm -hmm. But once they start getting good at it and they start feeling the benefits of it, they begin to like it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same. It would be the same with like even now, if I went and did a ballet class every day, it's probably going to suck for six months. Mm -hmm. But then maybe when I start getting good at it, I bet you I'd start enjoying it more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I think it, like just keep going. Like. Like just Dory says, just keep just swimming. Keep swimming. <laughs> Everyone just try and be as versatile as you can. Because actually, all my favorite dancers in the entire world, like my favorite dancer of all time, Misha Gabriel, and then my second favorite one, Nick Bass, are they both so versatile. Right. Like Nick Bass, both of them, ballet to the ground, jazz to the ground. Right. Like, and why are they my favorite dancers? Because the quality of their movement is incredible. So good. The execution is incredible. And that comes from the fact that they're super versatile. Mm. So I guess it'd be fair to say as a student dancer or just as a dancer as a whole is try to connect the dots of why another style would benefit Yeah, have the style that you're most intrigued about. Yeah, and, and have transferable skills. Mm. Because the fact that I've done ballet classes means that when I turn in my hip-hop combo, I understand how to spot. I understand where to put you my You can turn much better. I yeah, mm. you know. I'm not going to do six of them, but my two... I can at least do two. <laughs> my two will look pretty. Yeah, like, yeah. But they could look prettier if I train more. But you don't need to at that. I guess you don't need to in that yeah, well, no, style of dance. It's just the balance, yeah, it? yeah. balance of it. So yeah, versatility, guys. Get versatile. Get versatile. Yeah. And I think that carries over into like every aspect of life. Like We were talking about this the other day, about how we're learning skills that all connect... Dots for other stuff. Dots to other stuff. Like we've got like three or four brands or whatever merging to make one super brand. Well, let's just use as an example. Like you never were sat down and like, I want to get into videography. No. But you knew that videography would help you build the business that you're currently starting to build. Mm. Then it connected us to build this. Mm -hmm. It connected us to film on the program. Like that has actually brought new ventures for you. Into, yeah, tying it all tying together. Tying it all together. And even though you didn't necessarily want to be a cameraman. No. <laughs> cameraman Jake. Cameraman Jake. What was it? White camera Asian Jake. White camera Asian ninja. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. like, and I, I think there's such a carryover. And just like small things. Like I remember speaking to Nina. Nina gets brought up on every episode, it seems. Like I said, in your downtime, you should learn communication skills, leadership mm. skills, like other skills that attribute to like your dance career. Yeah, because I think being a powerful communicator is so important for building relationships. If you can build a good relationship with someone, you're likely to get that job. Yeah, you know, someone who was it? Someone was injured. There was a dancer who was injured. I wish I remembered who it was. And I remember saying to them, "What are you going to do when you're injured?" And they started learning how to like do stage lighting. 
Right. So they learned all the names of all the lights and stuff like that and yeah. stage lighting. So then when it comes to them choreographing a piece, they could tell the lighting person exactly what they wanted. Mm. As opposed to being like, can you just light up the far left corner? Then they could go, can you use light, whatever da, that da, word da, da, is da. called, on this. Absolutely. And it also gives you a backup of like, should you get, let, let's say you broke your leg so badly that you can never dance again. You then have skills to fall back onto. Like yeah. if, if I couldn't PT, I've got other ways to income. Mm-hmm. Like I've got three or four ways to generate income, no matter where I am in the world. Mm. Which kind of going back to what we said about Instagram, like how Instagram is your main source of business and income. Yeah, I need to be more versatile. You'd be more my, versatile. Within about my your, marketing. Your marketing, the way you kind of approach business. Yeah. Etc. Like I remember when the pandemic hit um, and I had to close my business. So I, I think we all closed for nine months total on and off or something. And I was like, hey, shit, what do I do now? How do I make mm. income? Very similar to what you did. You were versatile. Yeah, I was going on tour. Your, um, I mean, I was going on tour and instead I made an online training program, which is now what, turned into what it is now. What it is today, which is a, big part of your income right? yeah um and for me I, I learned a skill which i can take anywhere in the world now and generate income yeah so it's like being versatile about this and i'm not a one percenter but i'm a top five percenter yeah. of that skill mm. or another skill so i think there's carryover mm. so get versatile kids mm. read books and shit <laughs> well come and do some internet training <laughs> especially if you're not good at it if that's not what you're good at then you should definitely it's more come of a reason to do it reason to come if you're dope at it Still come anyway. Yeah. We fun. Um, yeah, that's me. That's well, me. That's what I wanted to cover today. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, let us know what you want to know. <laughs> let <laughs> us know who you want to hear from. We've got some exciting guests lined up. Um, I know I said that the other week, but one flopped and fell through. In fact, no, two flopped and fell through. Well, I think we've got a nice one next, next week. week. If Hopefully. she doesn't flop and fall through. <laughs> she doesn't flop and fall through. Uh, episode of Casting Couch is back, but with a new guest. New guest. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, please subscribe on YouTube. Once we reach 100 subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to put up a free dance tutorial um, of learning one of my favorite combos, but not until there's 100 subscribers. So tell your friends. <laughs> That's <to subscribe>. a friend. <laughs> like, I think we're on like 73 or some shit like I that. I think it's in the 80s now. Oh, is it? We're oh, climbing, baby. Woo, two, 200 eight subscribers. subscribers then, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, 100 subscribers, I'll put up a free dance tutorial. Um, and yeah, please share the podcast with your friends and family, mainly your friends, dancers, other performers. Um, if you're in a college and you think this is beneficial, go and tell your principals or your head of dance, tell them to listen to it. Tell them to share it with everyone. Uh, send it to your agents. If there's something you don't like about the podcast Tell and us. you don't agree with what we say, send it to us. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it and broaden our horizons too. Mm. We want to become versatile. Want to become versatile? Yeah. It's 81 subscribers. 81. Oh, we have gone <laughs> up. Kicks of the day. I'm rocking a Camo Georgian 3, aka Patchwork, and Jake is rocking a Nike Flight. Let's go. Is that yeah. what they are? Night flight? Yeah, night flight. I don't know anything. <laughs> I just take advice from you. Take flight, baby. Buy these trainers. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. Peace out. One love. Subscribe. I'm at Mistable Change at the Ins and Outs podcast. This is at Gibson underscore media underscore. Peace out, yo. Peace. Yo, we leaving the show right now. We're going to go sake. do a business meeting. Business meetings make the world go round. Uh. Oh, bitch touched the ground. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper, and I'm getting crapper. <laughs>